I never had pogs. Why not? I thought it was ridiculous. It didn't make any sense. Like it wasn't supposed the, to make sense. The, well, like 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 predestination. Just like predestination. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, right. guys? Hey, hey, how you doing, Internet? Uh, Harrison's really upset because this is the uh, third restart uh, that we're doing on this uh, on this last and final episode of uh, the Uncultured Saints. This is the last season. You notice that uh, I'm doing the intro This is here. the first season. Uh, be- it can maybe not be the last season. No, this is the last season. I'll tell, you, <laughs> listen, I'll tell you why this is the last season. Okay, guys? Uh, and I know I'm coming in hot, and I'm just going to roll with this. We're doing okay? it. But uh, this is the third time that uh, that we've restarted this. Uh, we've been uh, trying to do this for like an hour and 15 That's not minutes. true. For the first half, we yeah. talked about pogs. We did talk about pogs. But, okay. So, anyways, we were just started, and then uh, Harrison's phone starts blowing up, mm-hmm. right? It's Borghart. He's... he's, he's... And he's bothering and us. it's Borghardt, yeah. and he's got to he's got to answer. He's like, "Hey, it's Borghardt. Should I answer?" I'm like, "Yeah, put him on the podcast. That'll be funny." And uh, so Harrison does that, but uh, he's like, "No, I'm not gonna put him on the pod. I won't put him on speakerphone." But he doesn't understand that his phone's so freaking loud. I could hear it through the microphone. Mm-hmm. And so Borghardt says, uh, "Hey, what you doing?" And he says, "Oh, I'm doing a podcast." Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry. We just started. He's like, "What's the podcast on?" Oh, it's a it's on the formula of Concord. I'm doing it with with Reverend Eli Leitzow. And Borghardt's like, oh, that's not for higher things, is it? Wah, wah. So uh so thanks folks. Uh it's been fun. Has it though? This has been Has this it? Is, has this, it. This has been a great first and last season of the uncultured. All right, season. let's finish out uh with all of the strength that we I, started with. Um and, and that's not I, saying much. I, <laughs> I, I should have seen this coming. Like our last article, God's foreknowledge and election. That that was a long setup for uh, what actually wasn't a terrible joke this time. I'm disappointed. No, it wasn't. That wasn't I a wanted terrible a terrible joke. joke. That was a decent one. Um, that was a decent joke. All right, so if, if God is God, he should know everything that's going to happen, right? Because, like, um, he has to. like, Pastor, you're not God, and you can still know the Browns won't win the Super Bowl, even though I'm desperate for them to, to do that. You have foreknowledge. I absolutely have that. That We call that foreknowledge. It is a, a certain. I know that if I drop like a— there won't be a season I, two. Th- there might be a season two. I know that if I drop a bowling ball, it's going to fall. But, but with God, he should know everything, like all of the stuff, including, like, well, where we end up. Like who goes to heaven? Who goes to hell? Not not just sort of what job you get when you get older, but like how the whole life goes, and even ends, and and keeps going. And but and we're okay with saying that. Well, right? sure, God knows everything. Uh, but if God knows okay. it and God's in control of it, that presents the problem, right? Okay. Well, maybe. Uh, does it? Okay. That that's what we're going to be talking about. Does does it present a problem? Um, and I think the answer could be yes, it does, or no, it doesn't. Thank you for covering our bases, on Pastor. It's either a yes or a no to this, guys. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening. All right, so you can start See this thing by doing either one of two things. You can either start outside of the scriptures by doing some kind of shady math by saying, all right, so, um, well, there, there's two groups of people. Some are going to heaven and some are going to hell, and God chose for some to go to heaven and, and does that mean that, that God wants some people to go to hell because two minus one equals one in the same way that, you know, we, we do some shady math when we say one plus one plus one equals not 
one. All right, but I hey, I now listen. I want to I want to put some better construction. I on don't this because it's <laughs> you're you're saying it's shady math, and yes, it is, but it's not. I mean, let's the the problem with this this foreknowledge the and uh, it, from here on out when I'm saying foreknowledge, what I'm meaning is God knows everything even before right? it happens. Even before it happens. So, and particularly in this article, we're talking about uh, where I'm going, where everybody in the whole history of the world is going to end up on the last mm-hmm. day. So that's what foreknowledge means. So God knows all of that sort of stuff. And when we're talking about foreknowledge, our natural inclination, our reason, and our logic takes us to what uh, Harrison so uh, eloquently put as a shady math. Even though it's real math, and it's logical math, and it's rational math. One plus one plus one equals... Well, it should equal three. That's where my logic wants to Right, that's and that's shady. my point. The shady, is the, the shady is the real math, that one plus one plus one equals one. That's the shady math. Right. right? Um, but, I mean, I don't think it's shady, though, because it's actually been revealed to us from on high by God. And that's my point. You can start with this either in your reason or in God's word. And one is supposed to be, you know, light unto darkness. The darkness would not overcome it. So when we start with God's word, we get a different picture of, of this sort of all-knowing God. We get a picture of this, this all-knowing, all-powerful God who says hell was not created for people. It was created for the devil and his angels. That's the book of Matthew. We, we get um, Ezekiel, which would tell us that God has no desire in the death of even the wicked, but that they would turn from their way and live. We, we, we get a picture of a God who doesn't want anybody in hell. Um, the, the problem ha- is that we, we also have a God who's quiet about why people are going there. That's the problem. Yeah. <clears throat> that is. You're right. He's, he's quiet, but he's not quiet. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Even though I said absolutely nothing. Just like the, it's either yes or no, guys. Right, yeah, laying out the, <laughs> the, the cold hard facts. So God... Cold hard facts. Hey, I, well, let me just finish instead of just ra- railroading over That's what we do here. <laughs> uh, but no, hold on. What I, I, I did want to uh, address this because I can't remember uh, of the uh, five times <laughs> that we've tried to actually do this. I can't remember what we've actually said. That's a te- uh, you sounded like Toasty as Mortal Kombat. There's a reference for you. Um, <laughs> But uh, what's interesting when you read, when you're actually reading the formula of Concord, is all you do it. see something it's interesting. All interesting. Uh, uh, it's all what? interesting. I just interrupted you for no so, good reason at all. So anyways, <laughs> uh, is every single other article, there's actually factions within the Lutheran church who have uh, made statements contrary to what the Lutheran doctrine is. Uh, at this point in time in the form- formula of Concord, everybody's on par uh, with uh, the correct, we would say, scriptural and Lutheran understanding of what foreknowledge and election is. So they're actually writing this because they know how serious it is. They know how dangerous it can be and how much comfort can be lost if you have a Lutheran pastor starting to uh, preach and teach incorrectly about God's knowing everything and God's election, i.e. choosing his people. And that's actually what this is all about, too. This is about comfort. Um, The the same confessions would close the article by saying, if if anybody's presenting this teaching in a way that doesn't give comfort to troubled consciences, comfort to troubled Christians— 
you're doing it wrong. This this article is the same as all of the others. They're, they're supposed to give you comfort in Jesus Christ and him crucified, and, and they're supposed to not encourage you to, to lean into sin. If anyone is, is teaching this in a way that um, the impenitent are, are confirmed in their sinfulness, that's bad too. Um, nobody's... Well, wait, how, wait, how could that happen? Well, if, if, if I know that I'm going to heaven no matter what, well, why would I care? about God's word or, or my neighbor or any of those things. In the same way, um, if I know that there's a season two, um, why would I try on, on the last episode of season one? Um, you can kind of sort of lean into your sin and well, that's that's bad because sin breaks stuff. Um, well, and, and so so this this is the issue with, with what then? Because you just said, if I know I'm going to heaven, but I think later on we're gonna be able to say, yeah, I can know that I'm going to heaven. So. That's, I guess we're talking about, again, we're going to be using some, some big terminology here, but we're talking about predestination versus what? Double predestination, which would be God chooses people. Before, pre. Your destination before the foundations of the which earth. Which is a Bible passage, right? right? And before the foundation yes. of the world, God chose you in Christ. Yes. How do you know it's you? Well, we'll Can get Can you mess there. it up? No. <laughs> See, no. this is why it gets confusing. <laughs> and, and it's frustrating, too, especially today, because um, while there might not have any been, been anybody disagreeing with this at the time of the formula, this is actually probably one of the major disagreements in, in our church body today. Um, it all sort of hinges on this doctrine of election, uh, whereas if God says you're in, can you ruin God's plan? And so just in, in the simplest way of, of sort of what we were lamenting earlier about how we do missions, um, before we got to recording, we were sort of just lamenting how frustrating this is. And there are those who are, are sort of mad at the system too, but they figure it's because if we don't do a good enough job witnessing, people will go to hell and that will be our fault. Um, one of the worst sermons I've ever heard in my entire life um, was from a Lutheran pastor who just sort of looked around um, from the pulpit as the sermon started and snapped his fingers. And, and he said, every time I snap my fingers, somebody goes to hell without hearing the gospel. And it was yes. solely designed to, to like work that. guilt uh, um, among those that Christ would see comforted. It was solely designed to say that if you're not doing your part, Christ can't do his. It, it puts God outside of, um, well, the entire doctrine of election, and it lets the whole thing rest on man. And to this be, is what we're to fighting be fair, about right now. Well, to be fair, Pastor yeah, Goodman, I don't like again, this, this does go to our our rational logic on this case right i mean if if we are talking about uh god uh electing but double electing and 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 our misunderstanding of all of this and foreknowledge me uh, we when we have it all wrong and our rational logic is leading the charge with this that sermon makes sense doesn't it like hey uh get your butt in gear and start preaching the gospel because when you don't uh, people go to hell because you're a lazy oaf. I mean, and again, it's, it's, it's so close to, to true because there are elements of truth in there. Faith does come by hearing, and hearing is by the word of Christ, that the preaching does convert. But the question is, well, if you don't want to, would God preach through a donkey like he has in the past? Well, he, he very well could. Has. He hasn't he has promised that he would anymore, but he did. And that's my point. The, the gospel is, is being preached not because you choose to, but because God wants it preached. In the same way, election works because God 
wants the elect brought to faith. This is um, what we're talking about when we go into the scriptures. And, and we have something called God's revealed will, which is a really fancy theological term um, where God reveals to you what he wills. Um, and, I, and so I can know what God's will for us is. He, he wills that nobody die. He wills that nobody go to hell. He wills that all people be saved. He tells us this. Um, that the problem not just not not just his revealed will but his his revealed self right through the person of christ that's what the whole thing yeah. circles on and that's actually how we start to deal with the other part too the, the god's hidden will that that really fancy theological term that talks about the stuff in god's will that is well hidden um not expressed to us which is where we start to deal with that math problem that we have right correct and i think where we need to we maybe we need to go yeah. now i don't know yeah whatever. do it I'm not. I'm not I too sure. So. I mean, we we've screwed this up like three or four times. So, God um, foreknew the that form, we would. God foreknew that we would. He did. How? Well, you take one look it at hidden. us. It, it's not that hard to predict, <laughs> actually. Um. So, but God's foreknowledge, we know of mm -hmm. it. Okay, so remember that's that's his his all knowingness of everything. We understand that. That is a doctrinal statement. It is a scriptural truth. God knows everything. And yet it stops there, which means that uh, understanding that is, is part of his hiddenness. He's actually keeping his foreknowledge, what that means, how that plays out, uh, how that affects us. He keeps that hidden from us. He has not revealed that in his word to us. So... With that being said, then I can start either A, just staying in his word and saying, well, he doesn't speak anything more about foreknowledge, about his knowing everythingness than, uh, than this much right here. So I'm just going to stay there and not go any further. Or I can let my rational logic uh, go uh, and run wild which is what we always like to do because that's what our rational logic is. Which, and, and in regards to this, it would be if God knows everything, then he knows who's going to heaven and he knows who's going to hell. And then that also means that he's chosen who's going to heaven and he's chosen those who go to hell, which then rationally and logically means that God, who's supposed to be this all-merciful God, has actually created uh, people to purposefully send them to hell. That's where a rational logic wants Right. You're giving your rational logic here uh, a lot of credit. Um, I'm, I'm just saying. Um, there, there, there are hospital wings dedicated to the phrase, it was a good idea at the time. Um, there, there's a lot of things that we think make sense as we're doing them. I think there's, I think there's jail cells. That too. That are dedicated All to right, that. All right. So um, in, in this, this thing that we've totally got God pegged and we caught him in his little loophole, um, you know who we forgot to talk about completely? Jesus? That might be a problem. Um, so if we're, if we're going to talk about this this thing um, that, that ultimately determines whether or not we're, we are, well, in, in heaven or hell, and we're not going to talk about the Jesus, the God-man who died on the cross to save our souls, I think we might be doing it wrong. If, if we're going to talk about where we can start to, to separate the sheep from the goats, and we're not going to talk about Jesus who is separating the sheep from the goats, we're probably doing it wrong. Um, let's let's start with with Jesus. Did Jesus die for just some people? Well, this is all. This is part of the problem or with our rational logic. No, he didn't. Easy. Uh, because God loved the, the world, world that He sent His only begotten yeah. Son. Right. 
A rational logic wants to say something else, though. Well, yeah, that he couldn't possibly rise from the dead, but he did that. Um, and so I'm going to check my rational logic at the door. Um, Christ, who, who is, is part of the, the God who is both um, three persons and one God, defies my logic. Christ, who is, is both God and man, um, and yet at the same time not two but one Christ, defies my logic. So I'm going to, to hear what he speaks from that cross um, as something that, that might be worth hanging on to. Like, let's just start with that. So God is smarter so, than us. So what you're saying is, in the way that uh, we have had to check our fallen, in, uh, sorry, fallen finite uh, humanness. Before we wreck door, our fallen human finiteness. No, no, no. <laughs> Why no. am I not allowed to do these? <laughs> <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> continue. When when we want to make this, well, no, you're the one doing it. You have to continue. I know, but I don't know what I, I don't know. You're what checking I your fallen logic at the door so that. Oh, we have to, and 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 we haven't just had to do that with this article, which is Article Eleven, which is the last article in uh, the Formula of Concord, which is the last article that the Uncultural Saints will ever do for podcasts. False, because there won't be a season there two. There will be a season two. Um, <laughs> Uh, we've had to we've had to check ourselves at the door here, and we've had to say, okay, God's word is going to be the thing that actually dictates reality for us, and it, it did in uh, who God is, it did in how we're saved, it did in who Christ is, it did what in the supper is, communion. yeah. It, it did for everything, that God's word dictates our reality. And, and God's word is, is actually very narrow and focused. Like if you want to go to the Bible and say, well, why doesn't it tell me about dinosaurs? Or, or when you go to the Bible and say, why doesn't it tell me about calculus? You can recognize that the purpose of the scriptures is given to us. These things are written that you would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and by believing you would have life in his name. So if we want to start to talk about election... And calculus can only point you to the devil. I'm pretty sure, at least it's, when I do it. It's, um, it's so hard. That's why we're clergy. Um... <laughs> What I mean, though, is, is if all of Scripture is about Christ and him crucified for sinners, um, then maybe when we start to talk about where we ultimately end up, we should be talking about, well, Christ and him crucified for sinners. What I'm saying um, is, is that the entire teaching about God's purpose and counsel and will and ordination belongs to our redemption, call, justification, and salvation. And if I sounded really smart there, it's because I wasn't making it up. I was stealing it from our confessions. Um, but what I'm saying is when we're talking, I saw him. He was reading I the was. whole thing. He didn't even have it no, memorized. No, I don't. I'm terrible. Um, what I'm saying is that when we want to talk about how I know where I go when I die, and, and does God want me to go to hell, or does God want me to rise on the last day in my body and, and rejoice in the resurrection and the life to come, I should go to what he talks about earlier, where he's talking about, well, the redemption, the, the call, the justification, the salvation given to me in Christ. Okay, so... So again, going back to those those big words before you keep going, because you were you were doing great there with that. Thanks, um, buddy. So, not keep it up, keep it up. You sound like my little You're league doing coach. Great, little yeah. Ah, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Nobody loses. Here's a participation yeah, trophy. Please stop eating the grass. <laughs> you can be equipment manager, Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> So God's foreknowledge 
Uh, it's in his hiddenness, and then that means when it really comes down to it, if we th when when we think about it too much, God's foreknowledge can only be something that terrifies us. Because not only is it uh, uh, his foreknowledge of all things, uh, who goes to heaven, who goes to hell, it's also his foreknowledge of, oh, he sees me at my best when I am pious and I am in uh, church listening to the sermon uh, as diligently as possible. And then he also sees me at my worst, which is not good at all. It's completely and utterly totally evil, and I don't even want to uh, uh, think about uh, him knowing all things. So then when we turn to election and his doctrine of election, well, if, if that is his revealed nature, not his hidden nature, then it is not for my uh, uh, terror, but it's for my comfort. He's given this to me so that I may be comforted in my salvation. Right. So if we want to find comfort in it, then we've got to know the future that, that we, we're not told. And there's a way that God does that. Um, the, the way that we talk about election, um, again, isn't different from the way that we talk about everything else. Uh, if you want to know whether or not you're in, you go to where God delivers salvation to you. Uh, for us, the, the talk of election can never be divorced, first of all, from Jesus, and, and second of all, from where Jesus is delivered to, to sinners in, in need. So we go then to the means of grace. And if you want to talk about um, whether or not you were written into the book of life, it's really easy to test. Are you baptized? Are you clinging to God's word in faith? Well, then you can know it. Um, you can know it because God's baptism actually was him working out in time what he willed eternally. In the same way that um, I can find Bible passages that say, before the foundation of the world, the lamb was slain. Before the foundation of the world, God chose you in Christ Jesus. That means before he ever spoke and said, let there be light, not only did he know that the Browns would be terrible, um, not only did he know that season one of the Uncultured Saints would be a mate now, um, but he did know. He, he be a mess. He, that's what you wanted yeah, to say. Yeah. It would be a it, mess. And it, it was a glorious mess. He also knew Eli, <laughs> and he desired to save Eli. And I know that he desired to save Eli because in the same way, he worked out this, this eternal salvation by letting Christ actually come into the world and die on the cross. He let that salvation be brought to you by bringing you to the font. God wills a thing eternally but he acts it out in time and space so you can actually know it. God wills eternally that the Son would be crucified. Um, because even before he spoke and said, let there be light, this was never plan B. It was never that God looked down at creation after Adam and Eve sinned and said, oh no, what am I going to do now? It was always the, the, the lamb was to be slain. But God played his will out in time. And in the same way, God willed you from before the foundation of the world, pastor, to be saved. But he let that play out in time at the font so you can actually know where you're going and you don't have to worry. You can treat this as a tremendous comfort that if God has willed you eternally to salvation, your sins, you're right. You can't ruin this. The, the things that you're afraid God will foresee can't undo this. The, the joy that you have is that Christ who was crucified and raised from the dead, well, he was given to you in your baptism. You were united with him in death, but also in the resurrection that you haven't even seen yet. It's that certain. That's what the election is. God has put something so in motion that you can't ruin. So we've got, we've got the promises that uh, nothing can snatch us out of, out of his hand. Even though the devil uh, prowls around like a, a roaring mm -hmm. lion, uh, he is conquered and he is done. Um, 
you said we can't screw it up. Can I push back a little bit, Pastor Harrison? Because I know some people are going to, and and and, and we as Lutherans don't hold on to the doctrine or the belief. Uh, that uh, once saved, always saved. No, but we hold on to Christ. Right? So, and so, I mean, again, we're, we're not saying your baptism is, is like your polio shot and you never need to come back to church. But we're saying that we're talking about this in Christ. Polio's bad. Polio's terrible. Um, don't don't go off. No. Uh, oh, it, it's already happening. I can see it. I can. <laughs> no. No, I'm okay. good. I got, I got another tangent I'm going to go on. You said polio. I just thought of an iron lung. It would be horrible. Live your whole life in an iron lung? I saw a YouTube video of this guy. Uh, he was one of the last guys who had to... Stop laughing. This is serious stuff. Uh, he was one of the last guys who had to live in an iron lung. And it was doing its job. It was keeping him alive uh, because of the polio that he had as a kid. So it had nothing... It, the, the disease wasn't killing him. What was killing him is he couldn't find anybody who knew how to keep his iron lung working. Like all the people who made it and and kept it going, uh, they're they're dead. Thanks, boomers. <laughs> for polio. Okay, so <laughs> thank you for that tangent. Um, what I'm saying is, when we talk about election, it has to be considered in Christ, not outside of Christ, not without Christ. Anytime we're talking about election, we're talking about Jesus. And so, if you're saying once saved, always saved, like how can I sort of sneak in the back door of heaven? You're talking about this without Jesus. If you're saying like, if I get baptized, do I never need to go back to church? Do I never need to um, try and live a, a righteous life again? Who are you trying to avoid? Jesus. Jesus. I don't want anything. If to you're do with trying that. to get into heaven without Jesus, it's gonna go bad. Like, it just is. He is the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. So we're not saying once saved, always saved, but we're saying in Jesus there's safety. Under Jesus there is shelter. In Christ there is life. Tangent, but a good one. A scriptural one. Scriptural one. Uh, so I was watching this YouTube up, uh, video. Well, the, <laughs> the one, no, the one-year lectionary, right? Uh, it's the, the last Sunday of the church year, although when everybody's going to be listening it's to it. It's in the three-year lectionary, too. Whatever. Yeah. For this year? Oh, not the sheep and the Does goats. Does it line no. up this year? No, it doesn't. No, it's not the sheep and the goats one that I'm talking about. It's the uh, it's the ten virgins. Mm. Oh yeah. It's the five wise and Forgive five me. foolish. Yeah, you're right? right. And and we I think again we we naturally when we're reading that parable and we're hearing Jesus say that parable uh, we're thinking about uh, uh, the lamp and the fire and the oil and we're trying to figure all that out and why did they bring more oil that's silly and why don't they just share the oil and let them all go in and blibbity blabbity blue what gets what gets the five wise virgins into the into the wedding feast Jesus yeah. It's the bridegroom, right? How, how do we forget about the bridegroom in that parable? That he's the one who gets them in the stupid wedding feast. But instead, we're going to focus on, oh, the oil means this. And the, the fire and lamp mean this. And they were wise because... Shut up, Jesus. That's always our desire, though, right? To, to try and talk about religion apart from Jesus. Um, because then we can talk about our works. Then we can talk about ourselves. Then, then we can even just sort of make up where God is silent explanations for things that we either like or dislike. Um, the whole thing is, is tied to Jesus. And so for us, election then, of course, is a great comfort because Jesus is a great comfort. Um, he, he comes in, in mercy to forgive your sins, to grant you forgiveness, life, and salvation. Um, when we want to talk about where we stand with God, of course there's nothing but 
concern and fear and shame and darkness if you talk about this outside of Christ. But we refuse to talk. If you only talk about it in his foreknowledge and, and who we are as sinners. Right. But if, if you Scary. refuse to talk about election apart from Christ, uh, well, of course, there's going to be comfort found in it because, well, Christ brings the comfort. When you talk about election, then are you baptized into Christ? Well, then you're a child of paradise. Yeah. He came to seek and save the lost. That, that's what that's he came us. to do. Life's pretty good. So that means then, before we had done anything good, before we were even born, even before the foundations of the world, was there a Christ who loved you? Yes. Has that Christ revealed his will to you in time by dying on the cross and rising from the dead for you? Has he, he delivered that salvation to you specifically so that his eternal will would play itself out in time by bringing you to the font, baptizing you, and then continuing to preach to you his word, feed you his body and blood, and, and hold fast to you, even while you as a sinner would, would do your very best to ruin that plan? I am baptized into Christ. Life's good. Like, this is, this is the joy of the, the doctrine. It's, it's actually really, really simple when you want to just reduce it to the fact that the Bible is about Jesus for you instead of trying to speak where God is quiet. You know, we always screw that up, don't we? Like, any time that we ever get a hold of something that's really good, we just really mess it up. Like, back in the 80s, there was this uh, cartoon that was uh, called The Smurfs. Now, uh... Being a, a child of the 80s, and I uh, I love my mom dearly, but she uh, said that I can't watch that show because uh, of Gargamel, and uh, he had uh, magic. But that's beside the point. I watched it anyways. Um, and the Smurfs, the, it was an awesome. <laughs> it's an, uh, no, it's an awesome show. It was at the pinnacle, right? You had these blue guys running around, Smurf fat. You had jokey Smurf who would make people and cranky smurf i don't know it wasn't papa smurf all this wonderful stuff right and it was a wonderful wonderful show and uh there was nothing wrong with it whatsoever and then come along this guy who helped create that it was first a comic book and then they put it to a, a cartoon believe it or not and uh, then comes along this this guy who was part of that process of taking the smurfs from a comic book and put it onto uh, tv and he said uh, this is going to work, and so I'm getting out of my contract, and then I'm going to make uh, Smurfs 2.0, and I'm going to just blow the Smurfs out of the water. I'm not talking about the stupid movies with Neil Patrick Harris, okay? Uh, just, just That's not even part of this conversation. I'm talking about the I have 80s. no idea what's a part of this so, conversation anymore. <laughs> so he goes, uh, and he makes the Snorks, okay? And the Snorks is uh, the underwater Smurfs. Now, uh, they're awful. Uh, they, they, they try and take everything of the Smurfs, uh, try and make all the characters kind of the same, that everybody's got this quirky personality. Uh, they look at the same, they're blue, and, but they put them underwater and they call it the Snorks. And I'll tell you what, 80s kids knew that that was a sham, and they knew that this guy was screwing up the Smurfs. And it wasn't it wasn't good. And uh, so the moral of the story is uh, anytime we get a hold of something, something good, we screw it up. Good thing that couldn't have anytime been done in a quicker and more efficient fashion, Pastor. Um, <laughs> no, thanks for just getting right story, to the point. Though, didn't the story prove that, though? I don't know. Let's ask our zero <laughs> listeners left. Um, did, did, it, didn't the very fact... 
uh, that the, not the content of my story, but the story itself. Prove that we could screw uh, didn't something that up. Prove <laughs> that we screw everything up. <laughs> like, like I got a hold of this podcast and I just torpedoed <laughs> it straight into a snork infested ocean. <laughs> didn't I just prove that? <laughs> uh, and God foreknew that that uh, that that you would do this. <laughs> but lest we we try and judge. Um, no, I'm. We're, I'm not running with this ball anymore. That was terrible. <laughs> no, that was awesome. You don't, you don't cut that I w- out. I wouldn't dare. This is, this is, this is the bread and butter of myself. I don't care if it. I don't care if it doesn't actually make sense. But <laughs> to come back, uh, just just a tad bit, and we're we're gonna end on mm-hmm. comfort. But there there is something that I want to address, and, and I want to ask you this because uh, the formula brings up one of these individuals, maybe two. Um, but this is part of the this is part of the argument of wait a minute uh, there has to be double pre- predestination God has to choose some people to go to hell right because he hardened Pharaoh's heart or what about Judas I, how how do we combat that like what about Judas what about Pharaoh back in in Exodus where you do have uh, the hardening of his heart did God uh, choose them, elect them, predestined them to the fiery pits By of no hell? Means. God didn't want Pharaoh to go to hell, and I can prove this simply in the fact that, yes, God knew everything that would happen, but, I mean, how many times did he chase after Pharaoh? How many times did he preach to Pharaoh even knowing what would happen? In fact, the one time that we can finally find the verse where um, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, it was when he was literally going to destroy the entire living church on earth. Um, God willed so much that Pharaoh be saved, that he would willing to preach a gospel to him over and over again, run headfirst into the wall over and over again until he couldn't possibly anymore. The problem was never with God. The problem was always just that every time Pharaoh heard this, he weighed it, he, 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 he meditated on it, and then he, he cast it off. All right, so what about Judas then? What about Judas? Well, don't, don't we have that, that, uh, that section of scripture, the one uh, doomed to, to uh, destruction? What, what do we have to say about that? I, I think that um, of all of it, Judas kept trusting in himself instead of God. Um, it, 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 it's the story that was played out. It is, it's just an awful tragedy of a contrast against uh, St. Peter. So, I mean, go to that and, and actually watch what happens all the way through and then maybe set aside this vision that we sort of have of Judas with the uh, evil villain mustache that he kind of curls it and, and laughs maliciously. What if Judas, the, the money handler, have we talked about Judas here before? I don't think so. Not what, a if, lot, no. what if Judas actually wanted good? for not only the church, but even himself as a part of it, um, and had a problem with maybe the way that Jesus wasn't super financially responsible, and he was the one in charge of keeping this ministry going. So what if what if he went to the Pharisees, and having seen Jesus escape, not only their criticisms and its barbs, but even when they tried to kill him and stone him more than once, he knows they can't lay a finger on him. He goes and says, hey, how about you guys pay for the ministry to uh, to keep going for a little while? I, I will... Um, I'll, I'll, totally show you where he is um then the rest is up to you fully trusting that christ would escape from it what if um after betraying our our lord and and here the scriptures are actually quite explicit he was sorrier than peter in his denial because he he actually right he goes right back into that viper's den and throws the money back and says i've betrayed it yeah can we like i i'm so sorry that i'm actually willing to try and make amends where peter just went off and wept um what if what if the problem was actually just that he was over and over again 
trusting in himself. And even the, the chief priests would point him to this and say, what is this to us? See to it yourself. He tried to. See to it yourself. That's the problem. When you want to deal with, with salvation apart from Christ, it's, it's always dark. It, it's, it's always full of despair. The difference between Judas and Peter wasn't that Judas was evil and, and Peter was good. They were both sinners. I would argue Peter sinned more. It wasn't that Judas was or that, or that, Or that God chose Peter to go to heaven and chose Judas to go no, to hell. No, God preached to Judas and, and Peter both and, and, in fact, communed them both that night, I would argue. Um, it, it's that, at the end of the day, over and over again, Peter, in his sin, clung to the Lord, heard the word and, and, and trusted in it. And Judas, over and over again, heard the word and said, you know what, I've got a better idea for how this should work. Um, that, that's a rejection of faith. It, that is, and that's the thing that and, 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 and what took him there, his, 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 his rational logic took him It's a him dark there. road. Um, so, so start with this. What if God is smarter than you? What if God has died and rose for you? What if God has baptized you? That's the talk we want to have about election because there there's a lot of comfort to be found. There's a lot of hope and life to be found. Every time we set Christ outside of this picture, that's when the darkness starts to creep in. And so when we when we want to talk about, you, you know, what about the, the, you know, small little nation in the third world country that, that there isn't an active church in? Are they, did God want them to go to hell? Because that's always the question, right? Um, did, did God just... The aborigines. Right. Um, Never mind that, that most of them have YouTube now. Um, did God actually will this, this whole time of people to go to hell? And, and the simple answer is no, of course not. No. Um, God died for them. And, and there was a point in time where um, every living, breathing Christian on earth, every living, breathing person on earth was a Christian, a, a believer. It's just that parents stopped teaching their kids and that had consequence. God seals election through means, through the sacraments, so that you can actually know that you have it. If you run from these gifts, if you run from Christ, yeah, it's real hard to paint a picture of salvation. And that's, that's awful. But God doesn't will this so much so that he sends a church into all nations. He, he does give us this gift, this, this knowledge that not one shall be lost, not because of you, but because of him. He gives himself that title of good shepherd. And here we just have to do this really, really difficult thing of, of being quiet where God is quiet and saying, what if God was more merciful than me instead of the other way around? Yeah. Let's 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 stand in his revealedness, not go running down that uh, what ifs. My my finite logic is gonna is gonna make sense of this God who's bigger than me. It's not, and it's just gonna terrify me, and it's just gonna lead me into false doctrine. Just stand in in his revealed nature. Uh, stand in if you want to know who God is, and who God is for you. Just look to the to the Jesus who died on the cross and then rose from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Right. Just look to That's the will that, that we should be banking on, the will that conquered death. Um, there, there's nothing but comfort. Um, as we close down on that, um, we, we can head off a lot of questions that way. Uh, and it's not that we don't want to talk about them. It's that we only want to talk about them in Jesus because that's where all of our hope is always going to rest. Yeah, that's it. Right. right? Third time's a charm. Did we, did, did we well, that's debatable. <laughs> I mean, we did, we did get off on that uh, snorks. That that, that was snork the best thing. Snorks are good. They were not. Wait a minute! I said they, they were, were bad, right? Yeah. Never mind. Ah, oh, shoot! I just screwed up my whole. I'll cut that uh, part. Don't worry.